Hallelujah. Great worship music tonight. Well, praise the Lord. I thank uh, everybody that is tuning in to the live stream and those of you that are here tonight and coming here. And we're going to continue our um, talk about the heart tonight, uh, as I mentioned on Sunday, and um, find out what the Lord has for us. I want to review um, some of the points that we learned on um, Sunday about the heart. Um, first of all, the heart is the seat of our emotions. And I'm sure that between Sunday and today, you've experienced emotions. And, uh, and, and that is in your heart. It came out of your heart, those emotions. The seat, uh, it's the seat of understanding and uh, can be the seat of foolishness as well. Wisdom and understanding or foolishness is in the heart. It's the seat of our will and our intention. So whatever we do, whatever we purpose comes out of our heart. Our heart is also the seat of our response to God. And it's, our, it's who we are. It's the whole person. And since the heart is uh, way, the, the way that we respond to God, it's the center of our spiritual life, and therefore the heart is what the Father deals with. And then I talked about the journey of the heart, and we began where the heart is evil, and we ended with a pure heart. And so it's from that, that uh, position of the purity of the heart that I want to begin tonight. So I'm going to talk about um, three physiological facts about the heart, and then I'm going to tie um, Scripture into each one of those uh, so that you'll have an understanding about what our heart is really doing. The first fact is that our heart has an intrinsic nervous system in it. And one of the researchers that have discovered this, it's Dr. Armour, John Armour. He's at the UCLA Neurocardiology Center of Excellence. And um, and he calls it the little brain. So there's a collection of nerve cells in our hearts, and they collect together in what are known as ganglions of nerves. And this collection of nerves communicates with our brain. So there's an ascending communication from our hearts to different areas of our brain. And what that does is it affects our attention, our motivation, our perception, decision-making, and emotional processing. So think about that. Our heart is sending from beat to beat a pattern of the heart to the brain and it's communi communicating the state of your heart to your brain. And because of that, the brain gathers all that information, and it processes it, and it has everything to do with our attention and motivation and um, 
and our emotions, how we process our emotions. So knowing that, knowing that there's this um, ability of our heart to, um, to tell the brain what's going on in our hearts from one beat to the next, then I want to um, share some scripture with you to uh, illustrate this a little bit. So get your Bibles out. And turn to Galatians 5, verses 19 through 23. Galatians 5, and verses 19 through 23. This is in the King James, or New King James Version. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now we'll stop right there, and I want you to use your imagination. We're going to put all of those works of the flesh right here on your left side of the podium, and we're going, to, we're going to land them there, hatred and contentions and jealousies and, and envy and, and murders, all of those things, we're going to sit right here, and we're going to call those the works of the flesh. Now, all of these things that you read about have emotions attached to them. Right, so you can have anxiety, um, you can have jealousy, um, you can have resentment, um, you can even have apathy or depression associated with these things that we've parked right here. And then the verse goes on, and it says, "But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace." long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. And we're going to take all of this fruit of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and we're going to park those right here. So on the right side of the podium, so we have the fruit of the Spirit, and over here we have the works of the flesh. The second point that I want to talk to you about in terms of the physiology of the heart, and as we talk about it, remember, the works of the flesh are over here, the fruit of the Spirit's over here, is what's known as heart coherence. And by this I mean, um, well, let's define coherence. It means systematic or logical connection or consistency. That's right out of Webster's Dictionary. So a systematic or logical connection or consistency. And as I was pondering this coherence and the definition of coherence, amazing thing ran me all the way back to freshman English. And I can remember my uh, English teacher saying, your paragraph has no coherence. 
You don't have one thought leading to the next thought, leading to the next thought, and coming to a conclusion. It's all scrambled up. It doesn't make any sense. And so it's the same thing when I'm talking about the coherence of our heart, is that our heart can have systematic or logical connection or consistency of our heart. Now, this heart coherence can actually be measured by what's known as heart rate variability. And I'm not going to go into the technicality of that, but only to say that from one beat to the next beat of our heart, it varies in the rate of the heartbeat. And we can measure that from one beat to the next over a period of time, and we call that heart rate variability. And, and in that signature of your heart, you can tell whether a heart is in coherence or not. So, you probably have already jumped ahead and, uh, in thinking about this. So, all of these things over here, all of these emotions, all of these works of the flesh, the taking offense, the resentment, the anxiety, the anger, the hatred, all of these things are incoherent. So whenever someone is expressing these emotions, if you look at their heart rate variability, it will be an incoherent signature. On the other hand, if we take the fruit of the Spirit and the love and the joy and the peace and the patience, the kindness, the compassion, all of those are heart coherent. And it will be visible on the heart rate variability that somebody that are expressing these emotions are in heart coherency. Many studies have been done to show that if you're in the incoherent state, it leads to disease and illness. If you're in the coherent state, it leads to health and well-being. So you remember um, Proverbs 14.30 that I ended with last Sunday. It says, a sound heart is life to the body. Envy is rottenness to the bones. Envy's over here. A sound or a coherent heart is over here. This is life, and this is rottenness to the bones. So what I want to do next is to give you a little exercise that you can do that will take you from an incoherent heart state and kick you into a coherent state. Wouldn't that be wonderful? And it's based on breathing and also some meditation. And so... What I'd like for you to do, and everybody out watching right now, is just to get comfortable in your seat. If you want to, you can close your eyes, or you can keep them open. It doesn't matter. And go ahead and take your right hand and put it over your heart. 
This is a connection with your heart. It's a physical gesture that you're laying your hand over your heart, and you may even feel your heart beating. And now just focus on that. Your hand is over your heart. And imagine that you are breathing in and out through your heart. Breathe a little bit slower and deeper than you normally do. And breathe in and out. You may even breathe through your hand or around your hand, but in and out through your heart. Deep breath, slower rate than you normally take. Now as you're breathing, we're going to take one of the that characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to use kindness. And go ahead and breathe kindness in and out of your heart. Breathe kindness to yourself. You might even say, I'm kind to myself. I'm letting kindness go throughout my whole body as I breathe in and out of my heart. And as you breathe kindness to yourself, begin to think of somebody close to you. It might be a spouse, a child, a sibling, maybe a real close friend, and start breathing kindness to them. You may even in your mind speak their name, and I breathe kindness out of my heart to your heart. And then take one more jump as you're breathing kindness and begin to breathe kindness to someone you don't know. Maybe the person that checks you out at HEB or a person you just see walking on the sidewalk and breathe kindness to them in and out. Rest in that for a few more seconds. And now you can just come back to the room and relax and drop your hands from your chest. So every one of you, if, as you did that, you shifted into heart coherency. And, and you may have even felt emotion associated with it. You may have felt peace. You may have felt relaxation. And you can practice that any time of the day. You can even practice it in a moment when you got anxious about something or if something made you angry. And you can trade out the anxiety or the anger for love, kindness, gentleness, compassion. And you'll go from that incoherent to that coherent position. So what we just did is actually Psalm 1, verses 1 and 2. I want to read that to you. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. 
So we determined that we would not camp over here in the counsel of the ungodly, but that we would take the Word and we would meditate on the Word. And what better way than to utilize our breath and our heart, both of which God gives us. He gives each of our breaths and each of our heartbeats. It's interesting, too, that the word for breath in the Greek is pneuma, and in the Hebrew is ruach, and it means spirit. So whenever you see the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, it is pneuma, and so, but it's also our breath. So, think about Romans 12 too. I know all of you know that. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what we just did is that we decided that we are not going to be conformed to the world, but we are going to be transformed by practicing that heart coherency, that sound heart, and we prove in that, we prove that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is apparent in our lives. There is good fruit that comes out of that. And we can go to Psalm 51, and you may remember that Psalm 51 is the psalm that David wrote after Nathan the prophet had come to him to expose his uh, adultery with Bathsheba. And in this psalm, David is confessing to God his sin and repenting. And then in verse 10, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. So that Hebrew word for clean also means pure. So what he did is he said, Oh, Father God, I need a clean heart in order to be transformed and have a steadfast or fixed spirit within me. And that's exactly what we have to do day by day. So we have to purpose in our heart, the will and the intent, to maintain a pure heart. And the way that we maintain the pure heart is by meditating on the Word day and night. It means acknowledging when we are over here, stuck in the world, going the world's ways with jealousy and envy and all of the acts that come out of that and, and repent and bring in the Word of God and we can, you can practice that. You can breathe it in and out of your heart. And physiologically, your heart even becomes pure. It becomes coherent. And you reap the fruit of that. Okay, so 
Point number three, physiological fact number three. And this is really cool. This is uh, amazing. So you know if we do uh, an EKG, and most of you may have had an EKG done, and it shows a tracing of your heart. That tracing is the electromagnetic signature of the heart. So as the heart, de the heart muscle depolarizes and then repolarizes at what, what makes those um, that uh, tracing on your EKG. Well, your heart has, a, it produces an electromagnetic field. And we can measure that field out to about three feet with uh, sensitive magnetometers. Um, a, uh, a doctor, a PhD doctor by the name of Stephen Morris did a study and he published it and the title is Achieving Collective Coherence. And he did a study where he brought uh, three people into a room and each of those three people sat in chairs in kind of a, a, a position like this, and all of them were, had practiced and uh, were hooked up to recording machines, and they had practiced to where they could go into heart coherence. And so they were measuring their heart rate variability, and they knew that those three people were in heart coherence. Then they brought in a fourth person into the room and sat them right down here. So here's these three. Here's the fourth one, and this fourth person is naive to what is going on. And, but that person is also um, hooked up to a recording machine, and that person went from a heart incoherent state to a heart coherent state in the presence of those people with coherent hearts. So that... that field that they had from their heart actually was received by that fourth person and they went into coherence. So uh, Philippians 2.2, so Paul's writing to the Philippians and in Philippians 2.2 he says, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. So church, what I'm saying is that when we walk in the Spirit, and when we walk with that, that heart that is poised toward God, and as we walk in the Spirit, we walk in the fruit of the Spirit, and then we walk in that coherent state, then we are actually... Um, propelling that state out from our heart. Now, I told you that our heart sends a message to the brain about what's in our heart. Well, it also sends that same message out in that electromagnetic spectrum. And so people can receive either that coherent imprint or they can receive the incoherent one. And you probably have experienced this without realizing it when you walk into a room of people that have gathered and you might say, wow, it's really peaceful here. I, I feel really comfortable 
with these people and you haven't talked to anyone you really haven't examined any of their body language but you know as you walked into that room that there was peace there on the other hand you can walk into a room and you're ready to turn around because it is so negative and actually gave you that sense of unease it's all because of this heart field so we're the body of christ and we need to be walking in the spirit so that wherever we go we have that fragrance of christ we have that heart signature john 13 34 and 35 it says um, jesus is talking to the disciples and he said that um that you should have love for one another and by all by this all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another how are they going to know well yes they can see that expression of love that outward expression of love but they can also see and 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 sense the love that is in your heart so i want to leave you with this verse tonight philippians 4 6 and 7 I've mentioned it before, but this kind of has a new um, sense to it now. So have no anxiety about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's the key verse. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When we dwell there, when we have our life there, when we are constantly communicating with our Father with thanksgiving in our hearts, then the peace of God that passes understanding, it's supernatural peace. Uh, I've heard it said that it's supernatural rest in the midst of surrounding unrest. That kind of peace keeps our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And our mind is being renewed. Our lives are being transformed. And we are uh, being kept in Christ Jesus, who is the perfection of coherence. Because Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit are one. That is the peak of coherence. And Jesus prayed for us that we also would be one in his high priestly prayer in John 17. So we are one because it's no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. And so now we can walk in that manner of life. Amen? I hope that made sense. So... Why don't you stand up and let's let's just pray over this father god we thank you that you are the almighty god you're the sovereign one in one place in the bible it says you're the potentate and you are the king of kings and the lord of lords and and as amazing as it is in that you fill the universe you're 
you also fill our hearts. I don't understand how that can be, but you fill us, you indwell us, and we want to walk in that coherent way with you. We want to walk in the Spirit. We want our hearts to be yours. In fact, we give you our heart tonight. Father, we want you to take care of our heart, to be the strength of our heart. And we want to know you and grow in you every day. Just like 2 Peter 3.18 says, grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we want, Father God. So we, we push away the world and all the attractions of the world. We don't want to be conformed to this world, but we want to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we accept the Holy Spirit and all of His fruit. And we want to live in love. We want to live in joy. We want to live in peace and patience. All of the fruit, Father, to be on exhibit in us. So we thank you that you are doing it. As we abide in the vine, you cause the fruit to come out and for that fruit to remain. So we worship you and glorify you and ask you to indwell your church in all of your power, in all of your grace, in all of your mercy. We pray all of that in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen.